Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Warning. The following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spook. Girls, true crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you eyes gray along with the spooked girls. Bring on the slaughter. We on that haunted ground spooked The three spooked girls Hey spooksters and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara and as always I'm here with my ghoul friend Jessica. Hello. Hello. And today we are bringing you another installment into the Scary AF Reddit stories. I have six today. Some are short and some are a little longer, but they are all true stories. And I went the route of like personal stories like I usually do. I found a really good thread this time. And a lot of them were also mentioning cases and like other things too. So I was like, bookmark because some of this stuff I had not heard of. That's cool. Yeah, because of course there was like Sylvia Likens and, you know, cases like that. But then there was some that I was not familiar with. So I was like, ooh, save this for us for the new year. That always makes me (laughs) so sad when I think of the Sylvia Likens case. I know. I know. It's fucking horrible. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, sorry if I seem a little low energy. I watched the first episode of the Casey Anthony thing not that long ago, and I just want to punch everybody in the face. <laughs> and by everybody, I mean Casey Anthony, because shortly after I got off, I got onto TikTok. And if you haven't seen it, one of the things she says is she can't go anywhere because she has social anxiety, but she's literally on a stage of some cover band dancing and acting like a fucking normal person. And I'm like, mm, okay. I have so many thoughts about it. I'm an yeah. I'm- <laughs> Wait. We're gonna move on. <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna turn that into this today. No. <laughs> if you haven't finished your holiday shopping yet, don't panic. We've got a secret source for incredible original gifts, and that's Uncommon Goods. Uncommongoods.com has the absolute best gifts for everyone in your life. We're talking mom, dads, teens, in-laws, besties, your partner, and it's not just stuff you can find anywhere. Uncommon Goods has unique and creative gifts, often handmade by independent artists and makers. So skip the gifts that scream, 
last minute and find something truly original at uncommongoods.com. And I definitely have some personal favorites, one being the bubble tea kit that they have under their gifts tab. It is so cute. It comes with the straws, the mixes, all of that good stuff. And it's a fun activity for my daughter and I. So I am really excited to have that be one of the gifts that I'm getting this Christmas. And another one also includes food. There is a DIY mochi ice cream kit. Mochi is a big hit in my house. So it's just another thing when I buy gifts, I like to find stuff that we can all do together. So I think that is so great. And we get to have the sweet treat after. And the last thing is they also have the dark humor misfortune cookies. So instead of like the normal fortune cookies having, you know, the positive little message in it, these have a little bit of a darker turn and they're hilarious and these can be great for a white elephant gift or if you have someone in your life which if you're a spookster you probably do who would enjoy these too and I know my faves kind of have a theme going to them but they have so much more you can get art you can get jewelry things for your kitchen your home your bar there's literally stuff for everybody it's so great and what's amazing is with every purchase you make at uncommon goods they give back a dollar to a non nonprofit partner of your choice. And they have donated more than two and a half million dollars to date. Amazing. So to get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash spooked girls. That's uncommongoods.com slash spooked girls for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods. We're all out of the ordinary. So basically, this was like, what is the most disturbing story, true story that you know is essentially the thread prompt. Ah. So yes. So story one, I grew up in a funeral home. I helped out with the office. When I was about 15, we got a call from a man whose wife and infant baby had been murdered in cold blood. There were very few clues. It made headlines. Cops set up surveillance at the viewing. It was heartbreaking as the mother was holding the baby in her arms. Oh, my God. Hmm. I know. I was asked to take the flower cards and periodically get the husband and ask if he recognized the names. I then photocopy them and put them in the back. I did it because I was a kid, people knew me, and I was unobtrusive. I talked to the husband quite a bit. He seemed devastated and shaken. The cops told me they had an eyewitness to someone leaving the house the day of the murder. The witness was a three-year-old girl. She recognized the man leaving. It was the husband's best friend. Aww. Turns out. Turns out that the friend and the husband had made a pact to kill each other's families and run off with their secretaries. Rude. Just just get divorced and go with your hoes. What? The little girl identified the friend, and I guess one of them cracked. They both went to jail on multiple counts, all on the testimony of a three-year-old. I still cannot believe it to this day that a man stood right beside me multiple times and I had no clue. I don't think I ever looked at life the same way after that. That's just proof that it's like, you can never judge a book by its cover. And that goes both ways. It's very true. Very Mm -hmm, true. mm -hmm. And like, you know, grieving spouse, especially if nobody suspects him. Like, Right. Yeah. Fucked up, fucked up. Totes. All right, story two. My great aunt woke up in the middle of the night. She heard her dog making these low growls. She was single at the time and living alone in her ranch-style home. 
So she walked out to her living room to check things out. She didn't see or hear anything out of the ordinary, so she decided to make sure her front windows were locked. Door was locked. First window she checked was locked. But when she lifted the mini blind on the second window, it was wide open and a guy in a ski mask was standing there. She said he laughed this evil laugh and said, party time, and then started to climb in. She screamed that she had a gun. Her dog started barking his head off. The would-be rapist decided to bolt. My aunt did get a gun after that and learned how to use it. I can't even think about what would have happened to her if she didn't have her dog to warn her. Oh my gosh. You said party time? Yeah, what a psycho. What the fuck? I know that, like, it's bad, like, you shouldn't just stab people, but this is why you don't check the window without a knife. Well, hopefully she had something. Because if he had said party time, I would have been like, cha-cha-cha. Right? What the fuck? Dude. Oof. At least he he didn't call her bluff. That's true. sounds like she didn't have a firearm until after, but, like, (sighs) That's, like, one of those things you don't want to, like, chance. I mean, yeah, but, I mean, at least it worked on her favor, for sure. Yeah. Okay, story three. The scariest true story I know is my own. I grew up with a very mentally ill and abusive father. The summer I was 16, my younger brother was 13. My father shot my brother with a shotgun at almost point-blank range in our basement. Shit! I know, oh my god. Thankfully, it missed his heart by two inches, and he's still alive today. Holy fuck, that's like a one in a million chance. Oh my god. Jesus. Can you imagine just... Oh, God. Oh, there's more. There's more. Oh, no. I came home that evening to find my stepmother cleaning the blood off the tile floor like there was nothing to see. It was the most terrifying and surreal thing I had ever experienced. One would believe attempted murder would be enough to terminate custody rights, but alas, the police chalked it up to accidental, and my brother and I were frightened of our father to say otherwise. <laughs> System failing children again. Right? Cool. Love that. Jesus fuck. At 18 and 15, respectively, my brother and I packed up and left the state, never to speak to our father again. To this day, oh, little bits of shrapnel still surface in my brother's chest. Oh, that makes me so sad, but I'm so glad they got away. Right? Oh my oh God. Oh my God. Because, like, who's to say it wouldn't have happened again or something worse? Just saying. Oh, for sure. Because, like, I feel like with people like that, when they get away with things, like how he did, it just gives them more confidence to do it somewhere to either someone else or to do it again. Well, especially like, yeah, like, oh, it was an accident. Oh, we know we've established a pattern that I'm clumsy with firearms. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, apparently I have seven stories. I numbered two of them for my bad. Whatever. I just want to point out right now, Tara, <laughs> we talk about like scary things. If you look over my shoulder, look at the mm-hmm. fucking shadow on the wall. Yeah, that does look creepy. It's literally just, it's my door and my, like, rack thing. But guys, you can't mm-hmm. tell, but it looks like the man with the black hat. And I was like, no. Yeah. And Tara's oh, reading and these ju- scary stories. It's not. I- and I just remembered, I definitely had a dream about him last night. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Okay. Story number four. I had a guy tell me a story a couple decades ago about how he was hiking in an area in South America and was wandering away from other hikers in the area. The ground was wet and without warning it gave way and he got sucked into a fast moving underground river, pitch black, completely submerged and at the mercy of the current as it dragged him against the side of a tunnel. 
After some time, the current subsided and he realized he was in a larger pocket, still pitch black and submerged. He said that even as he struggled to hold his breath, he didn't panic and realized that the water had to keep moving somewhere. So he moved around until he found another tunnel that sucked him in. At one point, he began to see light, so he punched upwards, broke through the ground, and pulled himself out, soaking wet, gasping for air, and a bit of a distance from the other dry hikers, who were somewhat bewildered when they saw him struggling up to him to them. <laughs> yeah, I think bewilders like putting it lightly. Right, I'd have been like, fucking That's help fucking me. Terrifying. Right, that's fucking terrifying. All right, spooksters, we are in full holiday season. I don't know about you guys, but this time of year is super stressful for me. There's being a mom, working, my partner's working, crazy schedules. And of course, I'm also a full-time content creator. So the things that you focus on on every day can kind of go on the wayside because you're worrying about what gifts you're going to buy, squeezing and shopping, all of that. And for me, there's hardly any time to chill and connect with my loved ones. But luckily, our sponsor today, Paired, is here to help with that. So Paired is a relationship app for couples. You and your partner download the app, you pair together, and every day Paired gives you questions, quizzes, and games to have fun, stay connected, and deepen your conversations. And for us, me and my partner have actually tried this out and loved it. One of the things that has been my favorite while on this paired journey is talking about different things in the couple's games. They have favorite things. How would you describe me? What is your couple styles? And my favorite, going on vacation, because once summer hits, we're definitely taking a trip to summer are amazing. And on top of that, there's also the quizzes that are not just fun, but super helpful. They talk about things such as emotional intelligence, gender roles at home, knowing each other, and even spicy things such as how is your sex life? And while the holidays are a stressful time of year, they are about connection and quality time with the people that mean most to you. Don't let that stress get in the way. Get into the heart of the season, or at the very least get through it, with Paired. This Christmas, invest in connection and closeness all year round. Head to Paired.com slash Spooked Girls and get a seven-day free trial and 25% off if you sign up for a subscription. Just head to P-A-I-R-E-D dot com slash Spooked Girls to sign up today and connect with your partner every day using Paired. A happier relationship starts here. The other story I listed as number four, aka number five. I served a short stint as a fireman, There was a RTA, road traffic accident, call one morning, 30 minutes after I started my shift. This guy got T-boned while driving home after a night of heavy drinking. He got T-boned on the passenger side when he ran a red light. His wife died instantly, and he pretty much remained unharmed. When we arrived at the scene, he was outside of his car while his wife was still seated in their passenger seat. Her lower body was still in her seat while her upper torso splayed over the driver's side. Looks like she was just reaching over to the driver's side to open the door, just that she's unconscious and non-reactive. No blood at all from what we can see from the driver's side, and the passenger door was caved in badly. The driver was still tipsy and thought nothing of what was happening, kept asking us to hurry up and extract his wife so they can head back home, laughing and fumbling around with the police. 
When the paramedics realized there was no pulse, we tried extracting her from the driver's side and we realized that the lower half of her body, her left pelvis to her thigh, was completely crushed and she was impaled through her left abdomen by a piece of the door. Mm. When we told him that... I know, it's fucking horrific. And when we told him that his wife died, probably bled out minutes after the impact, you could see the disbelief. And then he put in parentheses, stop kidding me. Slowly morphing into realization, then ending up as desperation. He was immediately sober and ran over to the driver's side, tried to pull his wife out. It tore her wound up and we had to drag him out. (gasps) He then so fucking like, oof. He then proceeded to the passenger side and tried to pry open the caved-in door. We left the scene then, and the police handled the aftermath, and I saw it on the news that afternoon. Ugh. This is why you don't drive tipsy. Nope. Nope. Do not drive under the influence of anything, please. Call an Uber, call a Lyft, call a friend, call your mom, call the fuck whoever you gotta call. It's true. Or walk. Or stay put. Or, or stay where you're at. But if, like, you can't stay where you're at, something. There are options. <sighs> okay, our next story. When I was 10, I regularly attended a choir club for kids. One day, I was picked up by my dad to drive me home. I was confused about it, as it was always my mom who did, but didn't think much of it until halfway through the drive. My dad began to mumble about how sorry he was and how I would never see him again. More than a bit frightened and confused at that point, I kept asking what he meant, but he wouldn't say. Until we were home, he did not leave the car, instead urged me to get out. Finally, he told me I would not see him again because he would be dead very soon for what he did and that the police would answer me. After he practically kicked me out of the car, I rushed home, but no one was there. But I found the door open and a puddle of blood on the floor. Shit! The police were nearby and explained what had happened. My dad was obsessively jealous and found a pack of old condoms in the cupboard, so he drew the conclusion that my mom must have cheated on him. Never mind the fact that we only recently moved into this apartment and it could have been left by the previous tenants, or the fact that he controlled my mom's every step and never let her go anywhere alone. The police took me to the hospital where my mom, luckily alive, was being treated. My dad had smashed her skull in with a full bottle of wine. (gasps) The only reason she survived was because my little brother, seven at the time, intervened. If it weren't for him, my dad would have killed my mom in a fit of jealousy. When he said that I would not see him again, he meant he had planned on killing himself shortly after dropping me off. He did not succeed, and the police managed to get him into a mental ward. This, to this date, is the scariest thing I have ever had happen to me. But I keep thinking of my brother all the time. To witness your own mom being beaten half-dead by your dad. We both suffer extreme mental trauma from this event later down the line, but somehow turned into decent people. I never really told him how grateful I was that he was there but I think that I really, really should. Mm-hmm. And then they added a thing at the end. Edit, despite what my mom went through, she is the most cheerful and sweetest woman I have ever known. It takes real strength to come out of such an abusive marriage and continue to live your life in such a positive way and also raise her two children alone. Totally. Holy fuck. Yeah, that mom's like a fucking boss-ass bitch. Totes. The amount of like crazy people out there who get jealous of their spouses for like no reason, it blows my yeah. mind. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Alrighty, we have made it to our last story for this Reddit episode. And it says, this story definitely isn't the scariest in these comments, but another woman fell in love with my great-grandfather and he was already married to my great-grandmother. 
so she came to their home with a gun while he was at work. When my great-grandmother opened the door, she shot her point blank. However, my grandmother, then three-ish years old, was behind her watching everything. I guess she concluded that she wouldn't remember or wouldn't be believed or simply couldn't shoot a child being a mother herself and thankfully didn't shoot her. This was around 1930, so forensics weren't very advanced. No evidence was left. The case goes cold. Life continues on, and eventually the woman named Lorraine got what she wanted. She convinced my great-grandfather to marry her. She had two children from a previous marriage, both older than my grandmother. I don't know what happened to her first husband, honestly. Bro, she probably fucking killed him. I was like, murder? (laughs) Like, this way we're going? Probably. Probably fucking killed him, Jesus. She told everyone exactly who murdered her mother, but nobody believed her. Who would believe a kid who obviously misses her mom and is having trouble adjusting to her new family? People just thought she demonized her stepmom for replacing her mom, or maybe imagined it. It's an easy conclusion to reach, honestly. And so, years and years pass, she grows up with her mother's murderer in her own house, sleeping a room away. And Lorraine knows that she knows. She appears like the perfect housewife, swooping in and caring for a grieving father and child. My grandmother grows up tormented by her and her children. There was obvious favoritism, the stepkids were spoiled, and she was the black sheep of the family. She moved out and marries my grandfather the first chance she gets. She moves on and has children of her own, five boys. Lorraine became ill and finally landed on her deathbed, and there she finally confessed to the truth and told everybody what she had done. I guess she was worried about the state of her soul. (laughs) 57 years have passed since the murder, 16 since my great-grandfather had passed. He never knew the truth. No documents were ever officially amended to state that she was the murderer, as far as I know. The authorities consider the cold case still almost 100 years later. It drives me nuts that my grandmother always knew, and even after she was an adult, people just said, oh, you had an active imagination as a child. There's no way to live with that knowledge for so long and not have no one in the world on your side. Your whole family against you. And that's what scares me. Mm-mm, because there are so many, like, think about it. She was three. Yeah. In that era, people didn't believe children. Mm-mm. And then you take into the account that people probably saw the favoritism happening. And oh, just yeah. thought, oh, she's just saying that because she's mad at her her stepmom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she was gaslit as fuck. And at the end, she was like, I told you hoes. I've told you hoes for fucking decades. See, I wish I was there on that deathbed. Like, if I was that grandma, I'd be like, fuck, I, my whole life. My whole life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 57 years. Right. But unfortunately, think about, like, not only the, the 30s, but, like, the all the other decades she grew up in. Right. So unfortunately, like, you can totally see it as why people are dicks and did not fucking listen. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Ugh, not a fan. All right, y'all. Well, that is going to go ahead and wrap us up for today. I hope you enjoyed this newest installment into Scary AF Reddit Stories. But with that, we will go ahead and sign off and we will see you on Monday. Bye, guys. Toodles. Toodles.